the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre recorded. This is the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. And now, here's your host, Paul George. Welcome to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George. I'm a 30-year real estate agent who helps represent people who buy and sell and build homes in the central Ohio area. Uh, I'm local. I was born and raised here. So I've been working ever since these 30 years in the whole, in this area. Today, we are at the beginning of the year. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what I see coming based on my experiences in the past, what's going on uh, in the world, so to speak. But also, I want to bring it down to a, a local level. Um, we get opinions and a lot of our opinions tend to be from on a national level. And I want to bring it down to what I see, uh, is going on here in the, uh, real estate industry and the local area here. I also have got a, another lender here who is going to look at the lender side of things, uh, as it pertains to real estate because of the number one thing that affects the real estate industry is, uh, interest rates. And he's going to give me a little bit of his opinion on that. Um, he's also going to talk about some specialty uh, programs that kind of came out of a slow time that we've had that are appealing to, I won't say niche buyers, but there's a lot of buyers that <clears throat> have not been able to buy. And what they have done is tried to enhance some programs to make it a little bit more affordable and a little easier to get people into the home buying industry, uh, home buying situation, I guess. Home, you know, real estate is probably the biggest wealth builder any individual has in um, our area as well as the country. And one of the ways to do that is to, you know, buy a home, buy real estate, that type of thing. So that's what we're going to we're going to focus on a little bit. Uh, what I see trending this year in 2024, um, interest rates are going to go down. And uh, that's my opinion, but I think it's based in pretty much a consensus opinion of a lot of uh, pundits, I guess, I hear out there. And what happens is is that uh, when the interest rates go down, we already have a strong real estate industry here locally. Uh, we were just talking before we went on that uh, Zillow is ranking Columbus as the third best market for real estate in the country. And there's a reason for that. Um, <clears throat> we have all the things going for us here. What we have going for us is we have expanding industry. We all know about uh, some of the projects that are coming with those projects. They bring um, other businesses that follow those, whether they're suppliers, whether they're retail, uh, whether they're construction jobs. And we are set up for the next 10, 20, 30 years for that here. And we know that we have an issue with uh, supply. And we've been beating our drum with that. That could be the only thing that could slow us down here is the supply of homes. We cannot build them fast enough here. We cannot build rental units. We cannot build housing units. Um, the way things stand right now, we have about a five, six, seven thousand unit shortage of homes every year. And we have to somehow catch up with that, whether it's through uh, building ourselves out of it, whether it's through uh, zoning changes, whether it's through uh, lack of or cutting back the red tape to get things done. Uh, we have to work through it. The city of Columbus is in the forefront of trying to get that done. They see what's coming, where the challenges are is in the suburbs and where the, the nimbyism, I guess to say, not in my backyard. People want it everywhere except for where they live. So we have to get through that somehow I think one of the ways to do that is to educate people. 
As for some specifics, right now at the beginning of 2024, uh, and then Mark, uh, my uh, lending buddy, will tell us a little bit about what is going on with interest rates. But what I see right now is on a 30-year fix that everybody seems to know about. We're in the mid to high sixes as a general rule. And when I say general rule, everybody's a little bit different depending on your down payment, depending on your credit score, depending on those kind of things. But that's where we're kind of at right now. Um, the good news is, is we are coming down from the high of about an eight or so. Um, and when people see things trending down like that, they start to feel a little more comfortable. And when they feel a little more comfortable, I think that we have a lot of pent up home seller demand, believe it or not. And what I mean by that is, you know, so many people, when he was on before we talked about, I think it was, um, date the rate and marry the house. People were sticking in their house because they had a 3% interest rate. And when the rates are trending upward, they're staying there no matter how much they hate the house. When I say hate the house, maybe they just have grown themselves out of it or their family has changed or life changes or things like that. But I'm starting to see people talking about selling now, even though they have that low rate, because now they're starting to get a little more comfortable when they see the rates coming down meaning that, okay, I need that fourth bedroom or I need that extra office space because I'm working out of the home. So they're willing to sacrifice maybe their 3 4% interest rate for a 6% interest rate uh, to get their quality of life to where they want it to be. That's I'm hearing a lot of that right now. The good news, too, is that I think the interest rates are going to keep going down. I really think that this first quarter is going to still be somewhat flat, slow, Um I think it's really going to start pick up in the spring. I think it's going to go gangbusters towards the end of the summer, beginning of the fall. And this is all predicated on the Fed lowering the interest rates. Some of that is already built in, but I think it's going to get down into the low sixes, fives. Um, and one of the reasons I see that is that uh, uh, we know what the Fed's going to do, but the builders around here are buying rates down to in the fives and in the fours in some places. And I've seen that trigger all kinds of people getting off the fence and going out and buying some things. Now they're building it into the price of the home, but they can get afford to do that because of they know the prices of the houses are going to go up. So if you can get a four and a half percent interest rate on a spec home from uh, Pulte Homes, uh, which is one of the things they're offering on some of their homes right now, people are jumping at that. Um, those are the kind of things that we're seeing the trends of right now. When we come back, um, I'm going to introduce my guest again, Mark James from Rapid Mortgage. He's going to tell us the lending side of what he thinks is going to be going on. We're going to go back and forth on that. Um, as I say, at the end of every um, show, this show becomes a podcast. And if you look up the Paul George show on Paul George Real Estate Show, on uh, Google or Spotify or Apple iTunes, subscribe to us. You can go back and listen to the previous episodes of like the one I spoke about with Mark. You can listen to the ones on the uh, insurance guys, the appraisers, the home inspectors. There's a lot of good information. We'll be right back. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Submit your questions for the show to paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. That's paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. 
Hey, remember to like us on Facebook. Um, go to the Paul George group and find me. I want to start putting more and more information on Facebook uh, that may have um, trends that you guys want to hear about. So keep an eye on that and give us a follow on that. Um, you can also always go to halfthebeatles.com. That is kind of my more general uh, website that has even more information on it, but it tells you a little bit about the group and myself and some of the uh, previous blogs and things that I've written as well. My guest today is Mark Janes. He's my first repeat. Uh, Mark Janes is from Rapid Mortgage. He is a lender. We are, we specifically talked about some lending before and we're going to get a little bit more about that towards the end of the uh, segment. But uh, right now I wanted to get his uh, insight on what I kind of started down with. But uh, Mark, Introduce yourself again and tell us what you do and tell us about your team and your company. Sure. I'm Mark Chains with Rapid Mortgage. I'm one of the owners of the company. Uh, we've been operating in the uh, Columbus market now for about 20 years. I've been doing this about 30 years at this point in time. So we have a good local team that can handle all kinds of home buyer needs. Home buyer needs. There's, <laughs> it was funny. This morning I was at a meeting and one of the uh, lenders was joking about, um, he was talking about his, he can't wait to refinance everybody, all his two clients that he had last year <laughs> because of, he said it was a little bit slow because the, uh, he, he was facetious, but still he was just talking about where the rates were then compared to uh, what he knows that they can refinance into. Um, like I talked about before, I started to give you my thoughts and what I'm reading. Kind of give me your two, three, four minute uh, ideas of what you think might be happening in 2024. So as far as the rates go, like you said, we did top out at eight and a quarter in mid-October. Um, we had a nice fast rundown to tap the high sixes by the end of the year. So that was a really, really fast move for interest rates. A lot of that's just buoyed by a lot of optimism that the Fed's going to cut rates, that the basically inflation rate is going to stay down. Um, I don't think we're going to be on a straight line. We're going to pull down, say, you know, a half a percent on rates and then go back up a quarter. And that's what we saw here recently. We pulled down to the mid sixes then tap seven again, and now we're way on our way back down to the mid-sixes. So it's not just going to be a straight line down, but we are going to see gradual improvement over the year. Uh, like you said, most of the people that I talk to are predicting high fives by the end of 2024. So exactly when the Fed cuts, how much they cut, how fast rates go down, that's a little bit in discussion, but everybody kind of has the same earmark at high fives or six by the end of the year. In your opinion, you know, one of the things we saw, you just talked about the rapid drop that we had from eight and a quarter down into the sixes. You know, when they were going up, they went up that fast, it seemed like, as well. And I think it caught a lot of people off guard, and that put them on the fence. And I know I had a lot of buyers that were just stuck out there with, oh, my gosh, you know, we went from five to seven in, you know, a month, and it took two months to get a house, and it made a big change. So, I think in the people's mindset sometimes when they see the trend going down, um, I think that helps a little bit as well. Um, with that being said, do you is there a magic number? Is there a magic rate that you, in all of your experience, that people say, okay, I'm comfortable with this? Or does it depend on their job? Or does it depend on, we talked about inflation a little bit. I know rents, I think one of the biggest run-ups in inflation, I think the number one thing that had to, it had to do with was rent prices. And rents have flattened out, thankfully, because they couldn't keep up going up at the same pace they have. But going back to my question, do you think there's a range or number where people just say, okay, I'm comfortable with this, I understand this, and if so, why? Uh, so, you know, what our expectation is that a, a rate in the mid fives is our historical average. That's what's a normal rate. When we hit the threes and even the twos during COVID, that just was abnormal. Um, so I think a lot of people kind of had their expectations a little bit too low on that. Obviously, seeing rates go to the other extreme at eight and a quarter, I think people have kind of now reset. I know that when we quote something in the sixes right now, there's a very much a, oh, kind of excited versus the eight and a quarter where people were ready to hang up on me and run the other direction. So even being in the sixes, they're starting to feel more comfortable, especially since they know right now that we're on a downtrend. I think if we can get the six and the high fives, that's a complete game changer in the home buyer's mind. So I want people to get the idea, the overall view of what's coming is on the positive side. With that, you know, you've got all this positive information out there. One of the challenges we had a couple of years ago was we had 
rates in the threes and fours and things, we were getting multiple offers and things like that. Um, when people start getting multiple offers on homes, I'm still seeing them. The average price of a home in Columbus or MLS right now is three fifty, three sixty, three seventy, somewhere in there. If there's a house priced at that, they're still getting multiple offers that and below. Where I'm seeing on the other side is if they're above that, I won't say it's getting to a normal market, but it's getting to a point where um, you know you got a little bit of leeway. A house of prices and if a house is priced in the fours there's a better chance of you getting it for close to that than you are a house in the threes. What, what can you as a lender do for a buyer who's in that multiple offer situation? I want to start preparing people for that again, because of sometime this year is going to happen. And if you're in the home buying mode, I want you to be aware of it. What are some of the things that a lender has available, whether it's through points, whether it's through, um, uh, appraisal gap coverage, things like that. Explain what that stuff is and some of the uh, tools you might have available. Sure. So we dealt with that a lot. And obviously in 20 and 21, where a home goes on the market for 350, somebody's willing to offer 380. And in order to guarantee the seller was going to get that money, they offered to cover any shortage from the appraisal. So if it, uh, you know, the purchase price is 380, it appraised at 350. They pre-agreed for the buyer to cover that $30,000 appraisal gap which is obviously coming from buyer's cash. So when we're doing a consultation with a client these days, we're always looking at how much cash do you have available? Okay, how much does that make sense to put towards a down payment? And how much should we do for an appraisal gap if you're in a competitive scenario? There's a lot of times where people have 20% to put down, but instead we restructure it to put 10% down and use the other 10% for an appraisal gap. So they're still putting in the same amount of cash that they expected to, but able to put in a much stronger offer. So again, right now we're not having a ton of those conversations, but we do expect, especially if we start to get into rates back into the fives, that we'll be having a lot more of those again. Well, with that, I want to, I don't want to get into too much of that until it starts coming up again. Um, I certainly have tons of tools and it depends on the market and depends on the situation. Each individual transaction is a little bit different. Um, one of the things I talked about before was, um, the buyers that are starting to get their comfort level to, okay, I'm going to start buying a house again. I see it myself. Do you guys, I know you guys get um, either from your website or from us, we say, Hey, can you give us a pre-approval? And you kind of touched on it a little bit where you said that, Oh, um, are you seeing a better mindset of people or is it more of, I just need a house because I just had that third kid or I just need a house. What kind of, buyers are you seeing coming in making applications now much more wide of a range right when we were in 2023 it was the people that had to move job relocations family size changes marriage divorce whatever it may be um, right now people are starting to hear the positive news so even just the national media has kind of gotten behind telling people that rates are coming down so we're getting just a lot of inquiries about hey is now the right time to buy i've heard rates are coming down is it more affordable um, so we're having much easier, more fun conversations with buyers. It's definitely changed the mindset in just the last 60 days. Well, and that's always good to hear. And again, it's kind of a double-edged sword because you get people in a better mood and then there's a situation where, okay, there's not enough houses again. What I talked about before, and this is one of the things I looked up some research on and I saw Buffini Research was um, doing something that, I thought was unique because it's there's so many sellers out there looking to sell. What's their number one motivation for selling? And they gave the top 10 things. And the thing that, and I'm seeing this myself as much as anything, and I think it's a little bit because of my age group, the biggest reason that people are willing to sell right now, believe it or not, is family. They are making moves because of family, whether it's uh, my age where they're starting to have kids and have grandkids the number one attraction I get for my age right now is, yeah, I'm moving back to be close to the grandkids. Um, and I see that all the time. The other part of that is the family, the parents are moving to where their kids are moving because they can't afford certain areas. You know, I have um, friends who kids whose kids live in New York. They're getting married. They're starting a household, and they cannot afford the housing in New York. So they're moving – Thankfully, they're able to move to a warmer. They're going to move to North Carolina. The parents are moving to North Carolina just to follow their kids. 
I'm seeing more and more of that. And they said that's about 20% of the uh, market of people that are willing to list. Um, the next people are kind of the next ones that we had talked about before that are in the rates of the, you know, I've got that three and a half percent rate. Now they're willing to move because their lifestyles, they want the quality of life that they wanted to have before they got, I won't say stuck into a house, but they got, uh, into a house just because of, Hey, I'm going to spend all this money. I can get this much house for this little of payment. And then they find out it's not exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, when I started out, the number one thing that I was, uh, people moved was school district and school district used to be number one. That's dropped in like number four or five now. And I think the biggest reason because of that is because there's private schools. There's all kinds of ways you can get schooling now. But I just thought that was really interesting that people are making that big move because of family. Hey, I just want to remind you, if you're just joining us, I'm, the Paul, I'm Paul George with the Ball Storage Real Estate Show, and I'm talking with uh, Mark Jaynes of Rapid Mortgage. Um, Mark, when people are moving because of family, they're not necessarily caring because of rate. How rate-sensitive are people coming to you? Um, are they coming to you now because they know the rate? Are they doing it more of, you, you said it was a wide variety, are they, they doing it more of because of the rates they can afford the house now, or is it because of they're one of those 42 million millennials that are getting ready to come into the home buying market? I think affordability is a big piece of it. The other thing is, too, I think most people know that they can refinance, but a lot of people were concerned, even if they move from the three to a seven and a half rate. We talked to them about refinancing, but rates were still climbing, so they didn't really know when. I think now that rates are coming down, they are a lot more optimistic of moving to a six and a quarter rate today, but then having a more firm belief that they'll be able to refinance down into the fives at some point in time in the future, where I think if you go back six months ago, they weren't fully convinced that rates were going to come back to the fives. So I just think there's a lot more optimism in the market now, but also the direction that they all think it's heading over the next 12 to 24 months. Most of your people that you're getting origination, loan originations from, are they local? Are they staying local? Or Because I know you guys do loans every a lot of places. Are most of them local here? I'd say probably about 80% are local, but 20% are transplants either moving here because of affordability, moving here because of family. Um, so people are relocating from Ohio to Florida, people coming in from California to Ohio. Um, so I think, you know, COVID opened people's eyes to a little bit more remote work. So now they're really making more decisions based on the lifestyle, being close to family, those kind of things, where before people were kind of landlocked. If you started in Columbus, you just kind of stayed here. I think people are a lot more mobile these days. One of the things I kind of just touched on a little bit was, again, in my research, there is the largest amount of house formations, first-time home buyers coming on the market right now. When I say right now, I mean that I talked about the millennials the average time that somebody starts their own household is about 26 years old. That may be, you know, kicking my college kid out of the basement. He's going to find his own housing, or I think it's up to 32, 33, 34, 35 of actual first-time home buyers is where that is. And we are coming upon the largest group of people coming into that market, which at the end of the day puts more of a strain on our housing right now. And that is why, you know, last year we were down nationally, we were down about 20% on the average, on the amount of homes sold. This year, uh, excuse me, this area in Columbus, we were down about 15%. Usually, if I learned in my economics class, if sales are down, prices are going to go down. Uh, that'll lower the price. It didn't happen here. Our prices went up by 7, 8% this last year in Columbus. The final numbers aren't out yet, but, um, that strain is going to keep um, pricing high and still the supply is going to be low. As much as we're going to try to do about it, uh, we're still going to have that challenge. Um, one of the things it was, you know, one of the other things I wanted to touch on was that uh, I just came back from Florida. We have a place in Florida. There is a lot of people in their sixties that are still working and because they can now work from home, um, they are starting to, instead of rent down there, they're starting to buy down there because of they can work from home. And they are saying that, you know, if I can work from home and I can work down here, I'm going to move down here. So they're getting rid of <laughs> their big house up here 
and just moving down there and just, you know, keeping a place up here. They do an Airbnb when they come back to visit. So I just thought that was an interesting dynamic of people that are selling right now is people that are moving instead of going to the vacation home, they're actually moving there permanently. Um, and I know that's one of the things you guys do. I've referred somebody because you guys can do loans in Florida. Um, uh, I just wanted to make sure that with that, Real quick, somebody wanted to buy a place in Florida and it's going to be their permanent home. Um, is that the same rate? Is that the same issue as if you would buy a home here? Yeah, if, as long as it's going to be your primary residence, that's the big indicator. Mm-hmm. You know, with somebody that's still working, we just have to verify that they're able to work remote. And if they are, then we can basically, they can buy a house in Florida, Texas, California, any of that stuff. It doesn't matter. So, yeah, it would be the exact same rate as if they bought a house in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Those are some of the specifics I just want to get into on this next segment. But um, when we do, I want to uh, go into that and, again, maybe some of the specialized products that we have available here for some of the, you know, first responders, for some of the first-time home buyers. Um, you know, Ohio is starting a, a savings account program that we're still getting our uh, feet wet trying to understand what it is because, like every bureaucratic thing, they haven't come out with a lot of guidance as to what that means yet we got an idea but those are something that they're seeing to try to address the uh, situation with lower no down payments or so so when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more with mark and we're going to go in a little more specifics about programs we'll be right back visit the paul george real estate group at paulgeorgerealestate.com that's paulgeorgerealestate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George. I am here today with Mark Jaynes of Rapid Mortgage. And Mark is talking a little bit about uh, mortgage rates and what he sees in 2024. And I'm kind of giving my little say-so on what I think is going to happen in 2024. Um so before we get back into some of that, Mark, again, like the last time, I wanted to get a little, get to know you a little bit more, let everybody else get to know you a little bit more. Um, if I remember last time, you had a couple of daughters and one of them was a dancer. And did I, are you going on a trip this year? Yep. We'll be going to uh, Scotland in April for the World <laughs> Championship of Irish Dance. Scotland. It's not Scotland, Ohio, is it? Nope. Scotland, the country. Scotland, Great the Britain. country. So you've got one of those kids where you, you know, my kid did travel baseball and I was upset when we had to go to Michigan. You get to go to Scotland. Are you going to do anything um, more than just watch her or is that going to be enough to keep you busy? No, the three days will be eaten up by Irish dance, but we're going to go out there for nine days. So we'll actually have six days to travel, visit a couple different places in Scotland, make it a family trip as well. I was getting worried when you said three days. I'm hoping you're not just going out for three days and coming back. Goodness gracious. You know, one of the other things I know you have a hobby of, you're kind of known within my industry, I guess, to say of some of your outings that you have because you like to uh, smoke some meat. Tell me a little bit about what you do with that and maybe something special you're trying out because I know you're always trying out something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we we started doing it like six years ago. I like entertaining people, and the smoking is a way to feed a whole bunch of people without needing to grill, a, you know, a hundred burgers. I can smoke up a twenty pound brisket that'll feed forty or fifty people, and it, it's a lot less maintenance in doing the cooking. Uh, so it just uh, it worked out really well. I like messing around with it. Usually on the weekends now, if I'm bored, I just go to the store, buy a random piece of meat, look up a recipe, and just try new stuff. So pretty much every weekend, my family is subjected to whatever uh, smoking experiment that I'm trying to do. And then when it works, then I do it for realtors and at events and different things. Do you have neighbors that stop over? Because I'm sure the smells wave through the air a little bit. So I have a bunch of new neighbors. And since it's been so <laughs> cold, we don't they don't know me all that well yet. But they have been uh, inquiring about what's going on back there. So I think as soon as it warms up in the spring, we'll be doing a couple hosted parties for the neighbors, too. I think they feel left out right now. Oh, there you go. Hey, if you remember last time, I... Uh, I try to ask you a question that, um, you know, maybe gives a little bit of insight to you. And I won't hit you off with those same questions as I did last time. But I do want to ask you a question that, um, you know, if you're sitting around at home, you're waiting on something, the smoker to go and you're flipping around on the channels and watching TV or watching a movie. Is there one that you, you see the guide and you just have to start watching that? What would that be? 
Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm into action movies, so I'll actually wrap myself out here because my wife will do it. So I have a slight man crush on uh, Ryan Reynolds, so I actually yeah. put that out there in public. So Smooth. anything with Ryan Reynolds in it, I think he's hilarious, and I will actually stop to watch it. So that action movies, whatever it may be. What's your favorite TV show, old or new? Uh, it's a little bit tough. Yeah, yeah. we watch a lot of series. <laughs> like we, you know, we watch like you know, binge watch Breaking Bad, binge watch Sons of Anarchy, that kind of stuff. I usually like letting it play all the way out, so then I've got eighty episodes to watch, and then we just binge <laughs> it for a couple months. Oh my gosh, uh, I still I'm too lazy to do that. I sit there and watch reruns of Andy Griffith all the time, you know, because it's just whole and piercing, piercing and whole. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, let's get back to our topic a little bit. Um, we had talked about um, some of the things that is kind of new in, within the lending industry. You know, it's used to be, you know, you work at a job for 20 years, you go to the bank and you talk to the banker and he gives you a loan. Um, tell me a little bit about some of the things that are available now to first-time home buyers, uh, senior home buyers, um, you know, different professions. Tell me some of the things that are available. Sure. So, you know, we, we sat back and looked. Obviously, 2023 was slower than we would like. So we got creative and said, okay, what are the objections that are coming to us from home buyers and what programs can we focus on to help get around them? The two number one reasons people didn't want, they had an interest in buying, but they didn't want to pull the trigger. Interest rates was a big part of that. So we've been having a lot of conversations around temporary buy down. So I think everybody believes rates are going to go down this year into 2025, continue to go down. So like you mentioned before, marry the house, date the rate. What we're looking is instead of them being at 6.75 for the next year and then being able to refinance down to the fives, we're doing a 1.0 buy down, meaning that we actually pay for their rate to be 1% lower just for one year. But that means their mortgage payment is based at 5.75 for the next 12 months instead of 6.75. And then we're still coming back at the tail end of that and doing a free refinance for them. So the idea is we can get them at 5.75 today. Hopefully by the end of that year is up, we can come back and do a permanent refi to the 575. So it gets them the payment they want today instead of waiting a year for rates to come down. So that's been one big you know thing that we've been doing with buyers. Honestly, I didn't know about that, that you guys were pushing that as much. And again, when you can tell somebody 575 and then with the idea that they're comfortable that rates are going to drop, then um, – and also I didn't know it was free. If somebody else is – been in their house for five years and they want to come to you to refinance they've got you know a four hundred thousand dollar house they get a two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgage they want to refinance they have a house payment due um you know every month let's say they come to you and say i want to refinance this from my you know seven percent rate down to the new five percent rate first of all how much would that cost how long does it take and is there any advantages disadvantages what would be a reason for doing so if they think that they're going to be in their house for the next few years? That's really going to be the key. You don't want to refinance today if you think you're going to sell in six months. Usually it takes about two years in order to recoup the savings that you're going to basically, the expenses you're going to put in on a refinance. Um, when you do refinance, there's lender fees, appraisal, title fees. All in, that typically adds about $3,500 to your principal balance of your loan. Um, it is financed in, so it is not out of pocket, but it does add to the principal balance of the loan. So that's something you got to account for. So if you're only going to save $100 a month, you're going to take three years to recoup those expenses. If you're saving $200 a month, you'll recoup it within a couple of years. Um, so that's really one of the big things that we take a look at is should you refinance? How long are you going to be there? How long are you going to keep this loan? And just make sure that that recoup is within the the time frame. Uh, one thing that we do want to caution people on is – if they're at seven and a half and all of a sudden rates are six and a quarter, it's going to be really, really tempting to refinance. Um, not that you want to time the market, not that you want to hit the bottom, but you don't want to refinance at six and a quarter and then have rates come down to five, seven, five, six months later and refinance again. That's a good way to basically now tack on six or seven thousand to your principal balance instead of just three. So we're kind of saying, hey, if you're interested in refinancing, reach out. Let's have the conversation now, but then we'll watch the market for you again, not trying to call the absolute bottom but we'll give you an indicator when we think we're starting to level out. So that's a big consideration is when to refinance. And I am starting to see, I used to get a mailer five years ago, every month it seemed like, Hey, you can refinance. It's not going to, you're not, you don't need any money out of your pocket. And there were situations where the rates were kept dropping and dropping. I know people who refinance three, four five times within a year and they get to the end of the year and they see their principal balance is higher than it was before. And they go, what the hell happened? Even though my payment's lower. So it's kind of like you got to be aware of what's coming on. And 
be aware of where the trends are as well, too, and know where that timing's at. Um, another situation that comes up is I just had somebody who is a, she's a nurse, and I think she got some credit or something like that. What are available to them and maybe some other professions? Sure. So down payment's the other thing that holds people up from pulling the trigger right away. So there's multiple programs that are out there. One that we use a lot is through the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, commonly referred to as OFA. Um, they will actually cover 100% of the down payment for the consumer. So the first-time home buyer, they have to have a minimum you know, credit score, but it's only like 640. And there's an income restriction. They can't make too much money. But if they're a first-time home buyer, um, it's really about $120,000 if they make less than that. They actually qualify for the product. And so they literally get in with no money down. There's, you know, they'll still have the typical 4000 ish in total closing costs. If the seller's willing to pay the 4000 they could theoretically show up with no money at closing, just literally a driver's license, a smile, and a pen, and they can actually buy a house. Um, you're mentioning the, the nurse. That's a Ohio Heroes program, which is layered on top of OFA. They get a discounted rate for being fireman, police officer, doctor, teacher, you know, a lot of people that they fit into this Ohio Heroes category. So very similar. It covers the down payment for you. They just get a better rate if they qualify as one of the heroes. Is there any other stipulations to it? Do you have to stay in the house for a certain amount of time? Do you have to keep your job? Do you have to or you stay in the same profession, I guess to say? You don't have to stay in the same profession. Nobody knows what's going to happen. So if you decide a week after closing you don't want to be a nurse anymore and you just want to go be a scientist, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, there is a restriction that if you do sell the home within the first seven years, you just have to pay back the assistance that you got. So it's not that you can't sell, but if they gave you a grant for $10,000 to cover your down payment and you sell it a year later, you're going to have to pay the 10000 back. Once you've been there for seven years, completely forgiven, you never have to pay a penny of it back. And if I'm doing my job right, if you're going to sell your house, you're going to be able to make more than the 10000 that it came from to begin with. So it works out for everybody. Um, those are one of the things that you need to give me a call or give Mark a call. He's going to give you his information at the end of this to kind of say what's available to me. Um, and we're just kind of scratching the surface when it comes to those kind of situations. We just need to know where you're at. And you need to tell us, you need to tell us, you know, there's companies that sometimes will match some things too. Um, so just, you just need to ask and don't be afraid to ask your employer to ask, uh, like I say, a lender, a real estate agent. Um, there's all kinds of things available if you're squeezed on, uh, money. Um, I wanted to ask you, remind me about retirement here when we come back, but Hey, if you're just joining us, this is the Paul George Real Estate Show. And again, I'm your host, Paul George. We're here with Mark Janes of Rapid Mortgage. And we were talking about uh, trends in real estate as well as some specific programs that we have. Um, before I forget, I do ne I never understand how people can use retirement for down payment. Because I, I always thought if you took money out of your retirement, you get penalized the heck out of it. What is available if people have some retirement funds or that type of thing? If they can, can they use it for a down payment or what is the stipulations for something like that? Sure. So most 401k programs have the ability to take a loan out against it that is not penalized. You don't pay any taxes on it. Um, and that can be used for a down payment on a property. If you just pull it out for personal use, you're going to pay a 10% penalty, income taxes, everything else. But if you do it as a loan uh, against your 401k, you can utilize that for down payment funds. Um, there's other shorter term options with an IRA. You can pull money out of an IRA, use it for the down payment, but you have to replace it within 60 days. So that's a scenario that would come up where maybe you've got a home that you're planning on selling. You want to buy a house before you sell. That's one of the options where they can pull money out of the IRA, use that as the down payment on the next house, and then replenish those IRA funds once they sell their current home. With that being said, that leads into my next question. One of the, you know, with the market that we have right now, there are so many people that are so worried about my house is going to sell too quick, but I want to move and I can't move because all my equity, all my money that I have is tied up into my current home. How can somebody who has a current home that doesn't want to sell it until they're sure they're going to get something else and be able to buy something else? Tell me what's available to that person. Sure. The, but basically what that's referred to is a bridge loan product. So it basically just bridges the gap between the sale and the buy. It allows us to go in and take up to 90% of the equity of the current property, pull that out, and then use that money towards the down payment on the next property. 
Then when they sell their current home, they pay that off. We leave the 10% in there to cover taxes, commissions, all those kind of things, the fees that come up at closing. Uh, but they can literally buy first and then sell. There's really no time frame on it. It's designed to be a short-term scenario where they sell within six months. But we've had people change their mind, convert it to a rental, and decide to keep that for 20 years, and that's okay as well. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. What, what What's the worst-case scenario? The house doesn't sell. Uh, do they have two mortgages, or what is that? Yeah, so they would have two mortgages. So there's basically would be or three. So sometimes we leave the first loan on the current property, do an equity line to tap into the equity, and then a new conventional loan on the next property. So they could potentially have three loans out there. And that's, again, if they've got a three and a half rate, we're going to leave that alone and just do an equity line. If they currently have a 7% rate, we're going to do one loan on the current home and one loan on the new home. But they will definitely have two or three loans if they decide not to sell the first property. Do they have to qualify to be able to make both payments since it's a temporary loan? How does that work? They do have to qualify, but there's ways that we can restructure it. A lot of times we're actually completely restructuring their finances. We're doing the bridge loan, paying off their car, paying off any outstanding credit card they've debt, get the, you know, the debt in line so that they can buy the new home. But they do both have to qualify, but there's lots of little tricks that we can do to make that work. Uh, one of the things that has come up and in my situation last year when people were not, they were wishy-washy sometimes about buying homes. Um, they would almost use a um, home inspection as a way to get out of a, a house. Did you see much of that last year on the lending side saying that, you know, they qualified, they qualified, they qualified, but they really didn't qualify or they were almost looking for a way out? Um, I, I hate to go on that tangent, but I wanted to make sure that people understand when they're selling a house that it's never for sure until it's for sure. And when you're buying a house, I want you to be sure that you're all in on it, so to speak. Did you have any situations where people just quit? We had, I think in August last year, we had the most uh, buyer cancellations uh, than we ever have within our industry. Did you see any of that on the lending side? We definitely did see that. And I think the rates have something to do with it because if somebody's getting a 7.75 rate, their payment on the house is already more than they want to pay. Yeah. So at that point in time, they're looking for the perfect house. So the minute they see some kind of issue, some kind of concern, they just already didn't love the payment. Now they're not in love with the house. So we did definitely see a lot more people backing out after home inspection than we had in previous years. And that was, you know, some people were so happy just to get a house. And then a few days afterwards, they think about, what have I done? Or their parents saying, what are you thinking? You know, parents had a big uh, uh, influence on what are they thinking. But at the end of the day, I just wanted to make sure that you do your job. I do my job is preparing people for what the market's like. And it's temporary. Um, you know, we talk about that all the time. You know, the rate is temporary. The house is permanent. It's permanent as can be. Hey, when we come back, I'm going to give you guys uh, kind of my tip of the week, and we're going to finish up with Mark about some of the other uh, lending items that have come up and that are coming up. We'll be right back. Navigating the complexities of the current real estate market can be a daunting task. Fortunately, you have a trusted ally, the Paul George Group of Keller Williams Greater Columbus Realty. From the moment you start your journey, the Paul George Group with over 30 years of experience will be right beside you, guiding you through every step of the process, whether it's finding the perfect home or building, skillfully negotiating on your behalf, working with lenders, managing inspections, or handling title matters, their expertise in ensures your best interests are always at heart. Don't hesitate to take the first step towards your real estate goals. Reach out to the Paul George Group for a no-obligation consultation. Call 614-570-2853. That's 614-570-2853. Or email paul at paulgeorgerealestate.com. When it comes to making informed decisions in the real estate world, trust the Paul George Group to lead the way. Submit your questions for the show to Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. That's Paul at PaulGeorgeRealEstate.com. Now back to your host, Paul George. Welcome back to the Paul George Real Estate Show. Again, I'm your host, Paul George. I'm here with Mark Jaynes of Rapid Mortgage. 
Every week I try to give you guys a little tip of the week. And um, being that it's the first of the year, uh, my tip of the week today talks about you should be getting a statement from your mortgage company. Uh, if you have a loan out there, they usually will send a year-end mortgage statement telling you how much interest you paid. But they also will tell you what your escrow account looks like. Um, if you've been listening to my show and if you've opened up your tax bill, you probably are seeing an increase in your taxes uh, as well as maybe an increase in your insurance. A lot of people will escrow for those two items, and those two items are probably going to be higher than what your payment was based on last year. You need to either call them or get an idea of what your payment's going to be doing because you could be, they will come back and say, hey, we need you to pay this up this deficit or we're going to add it on to your house payment uh, that's coming up. We're going to add the deficit on to the new number as well. So it can be pretty hefty if you're not paying attention to it. It will be pretty hefty, but if you pay attention to it, it won't hurt as much if you know what's coming. So if you get that, keep an eye on your uh, year-end mortgage statement from your lender, whether it's your loan servicer or whether it's your bank or whoever, um, because you will be in for a little bit of a shock. I know a lot of people will be getting calls from that saying, hey, my house payment went up, you know, hundreds of dollars, and that's because you voted in a tax a tax increase or the price of your houses went up that much, the value of your houses went up that much. So if you have any questions on that, give me a call. I don't mind answering questions that I know about um, when it comes to experiences with people on that. So, again, we're back here with Mark Janes. And, Mark, I'm going to pepper you with some questions that a lot of buyers ask me about uh, lenders and the lending process, I guess to say, because a lot of them are, they either do it online or they're scared to death to ask. Um, one of the things I see is that uh, people always ask me, when they start looking for a house, I always tell them the first thing you do is need to get pre-approved. Some of them will go to multiple lenders to see who's got the better rate or who's got the better closing costs. First question, does that hurt your credit score? It does not. So they changed the rules a while back where if it's in the same industry, all inquiries in the last 30 days only count as one. So you could have 10 different mortgage companies pull your credit. As long as it's within that 30-day window, it's only going to be one inquiry. If you do mortgage, car, credit card, and insurance all on in the same day, that's four separate inquiries, and that will have an impact on the credit score. Do people monitor that? And the reason I ask that is because of I've had people sitting at a closing table saying that, you know, as soon as I applied for the loan and locked it with you guys, I got all these inquiries from these other lenders saying that they can lower the rate or they'll lower the closing costs. Is that uh, practice anymore? Is that something that's been happening or it, is it allowed to happen? It is out there. It is currently allowed to happen. I am very much against it. There's actually a couple <laughs> bills in Congress to potentially outlaw the practice. But what happens is it's not the mortgage company selling your data. It's the credit agency. So Experian and Equifax, TransUnion, they have the right to basically say this person applied for a mortgage. Here's their credit score. They haven't been laid on anything in the last 30 days or last 12 months. And they sell that to other mortgage companies as a list for them to target and try to resolicit. Well, that answers a lot of questions why people get inquiries from not just other lenders, but movers, <laughs> um, the cable companies, the gosh, Culligan Water, I think, is the one that I hear about a lot from different people. So that's one of those uh, I never knew that. But now it's starting to make sense a little bit why people can make money off of something like that. So. Like I said, it's a shame that people get bombarded already at a stressful time. And, you know, as soon as somebody has a number, they can always say they can do better than you. Um, little think, little tip on that, pre-screen yeah. opt-out. Customers can actually opt themselves out of getting those pre-screened op offers by going to prescreenoptout.com. They have to do it about a week before they apply. So once they're ready to apply, it's a little bit too late. But if they know they're going to be shopping for a car, credit card, house, anything, and they don't want those calls, they can go to pre-screen opt-out and actually take their name off the list. And then the credit agency can't sell it. See, that's why I have you on. Get new information. What's that again? Prescreenoptout.com. So if you're thinking about getting a mortgage, applying for a loan, go to prescreenoptout.com. Is that right? Yep. And try to do it at least a week before you apply. If possible, it does take a few days for it to process. Interesting. I get different buyers. They have different closing costs from the same lender. What goes into the closing costs? Because it's so hard for people to compare apples to apples when you're comparing mortgages with rapid mortgages compared to 
uh, Huntington Bank or with so and so mortgage. How what goes into those numbers there? So closing costs are going to really be dictated by the rate that you choose and also credit score and the amount that you put down. So a borrower with a 620 credit score only putting 3% down, we can get you approved, but your rate's going to be higher than somebody that's got a 740 credit score that's putting 20% down. Uh, we've also seen fluctuations in the market where depending on the day that you apply, the rate could be a quarter or three eighths different just because we have up and down volatility right now. So it kind of depends on the day. And also what rate that you select and your curse, you know, personal credit makeup. A lot of times when people say, well, my brother and girl got offered, you know, six and a half. And why, why am I getting 6.875? And then again, that's a borrower with a 640 credit score only putting 3% down. And we just have to kind of coach them up that down payment and credit score have a huge impact in what those costs and rate look like. And that's the dirty little secret that some of the buyers won't tell me in that. Why is my rate this much higher? And, you know, the lender won't give me out that information without their permission, but it's like, you remember the blips you had on your credit score and they'll never tell you that of course, ahead of time. So there's always a reason, but that's why I really want my uh, buyers to ask me for a referral because I can put them in the right situation uh, for their situation as much as they want to tell me, you know, Mark, you're not my only lender, believe it or not, but I have people who specialize in certain types of loans, um, you know, I know you guys do everything, but there's situations where somebody may do a better job or they may have a better product at that point in time. Like I said, it's evolving. It always changes. You know, um, I get people who uh, real quick, somebody locks into a rate with you today and the rates go down next week. Are they still locked into that rate or do they have to pay anything to get to lower rate? Tell me what that means. So there are float down options. So if somebody does lock in, if the rate only moves down an eighth, it's probably not going to change. They're probably stuck in that. But if rates do make a big move, like we saw at the end of last year, where rates are now a half percent better, we do allow them to break the lock one time, float down that rate, and then lock in at the new lower rate. Well, that is good to know. And fortunately, unfortunately, we're running out of time again. So I'll have to have you on again. Next week, we will be back with some more information and we'll see you then. This has been the Paul George Real Estate Show with your host, Paul George. Sponsored by the Paul George Real Estate Group. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Paul George Real Estate Show. And follow Paul online at paulgeorgerealestate.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.